Hello, I'm Georges Collinet with you on Afropop Worldwide from PRI, Public Radio International. Sierra Leone has known a tough history. Ebola is not the first great challenge it has faced. But we know that the Sierra Leonean people will bounce back, relying on their powerful culture as a resource. We think it's important now to provide some historical background on Sierra Leone, the sort that is too often missing in reporting on current events in Africa. And that's why we are anchoring this hip-deep episode, produced in 2008, when the nation was recovering from a brutal civil war. This program showcases the essential strength of the people and their capacity to heal from disaster. Qualities once again on display in news headlines. Today, we take you to Sierra Leone, a revolving door of West Africa. It was a major hub for the transatlantic slave trade, then a new home for thousands of emancipated Africans, and right now it's recovering from hell, slowly regrouping after a decade of senseless civil war. Many of Sierra Leone's residents left the country during this time. The push and pull of its moving people today and in its history has made Sierra Leone a stage for musical surprise. What's distinctive about Sierra Leonean music is that it's indistinct because there's so many outside influences on the music. We'll learn why the Afro-Funketeers, the Gumbe musicians, and the Palmwine Romantics borrow sounds from outside Sierra Leone's borders, and why the country's new musical heroes have a message of healing and political awareness. I came into music when our brothers were fighting, you know, killing their own brothers and sisters, you know. I decided, like, to take the mic as my own weapon. Freetown deteriorated to such a point where there was basically no electricity for the common people. But at night, you could look up into the hills surrounding Freetown and see the lights twinkling in the mansions of the big men who were eating all the country's money. Those are our two music guides, A-Class, from Dry Eye, and Gary Stewart, the co-author of Black Man's Grave, with John Amen. We'll also hear from Sierra Leone music aficionado, Les Rickford, and the founder of the Refugee All-Stars, Ruben Coroma, on this special hip-deep edition, Sierra Leone. Papa 
You don't get logo, so so guinea guinea. With all your miri miri, you free like a free. But all your piri piri, you smell like a giri. Give me all, don't do ya, give me all. Stone, give me all. Daddy said they come. This game has a don't know for fun, I go left. Give me all, don't do ya, give me all. Stone, give me all. Avoid corner. If some man don't die, some man don't go better. Give me all, don't do ya, give me all, boy, ba. Give me all, don't do ya, give me all, boy, ba. Authority, mama, can't sing bobo drama. Fangadama, run go where you gotta. Then we can pull you sarah, but your ban no mara. Give me all, don't dia, give me all. You don't know how you dey go, know how you come out. When you play with dog, then he go lick your mouth. Rain on the podium, now one man do mouth. Take them kill lunch, then you go see in God. Give me all, Papa, give me all, pass for the dog. Nakashi, pass for the dog. Washi, pass for the dog. Kishi, pass for the dog. Koshi, pass for the dog. That's one of Sierra Leone's biggest pop stars today, Daddy Sage, performing Salon Music Na Number One from his 2007 recording, Dance Dance. Almost seven years have passed since the end of Sierra Leone's civil war. We'll hear stories and songs from musicians who lived through the conflict later in the program. You're hearing Tebe musicians with blowhorns, bamboo flutes, and old metal pipes. They're part of the Timni people, one of the three major ethnic groups in Sierra Leone, with the Mindi and the Limba. The Timni were among the first peoples to settle in Sierra Leone in the early 1500s. They participated in the transatlantic slave trade, deporting hundreds of thousands of Africans to the Americas in the 1700s. The Timni could never have guessed that the slave route would one day reverse itself. But in the early 1800s, thousands of emancipated Africans from North America, the Caribbean, and Europe would settle near Sierra Leone's harbor. The new British colonizers who took control of the settlement in 1808 were also abolitionists, and they called the settlement Freetown. Part of Sierra Leone's unique history, I would say, is um, some of its links with the United States. Les Rickford is a Creole from Freetown, Sierra Leone. There's a group of people in Sierra Leone called the Creole. Sierra Leonean Creole is a Creole's Creole. A 
highly mixed race, soon together by many cultures and many colors, perhaps too many to count. For example, one thread comes from the black loyalists in America who fought for the British in the Revolutionary War. Some of these black people escaped the plantations in the American South and West Indies. The British sent them to Nova Scotia. People who were brought from Nova Scotia in Canada to an established free settlement. Another thread in the Creole tapestry, the Maroons. The Maroons from Jamaica, who were a very fearsome fighting force who resisted the British very strongly and took to the hills and they um, basically had to be negotiated down from the hills. They were originally taken to Canada where the climate was not to their liking and certain promises weren't kept to them. And so as a secondary agreement, they were taken to the province of freedom, which became Freetown. Yet another thread in Creole ancestry comes from England. The black poor of England, those who wanted to, were also loaded on a ship and, you know, sent to this settlement in West Africa. Add to the list, white women from England, emancipated Trinidadians, even some Native Americans? Sierra Leone, especially Freetown, which is where the pop music mostly originated, is an amalgamation of an enormously diverse peoples. Author and music historian Gary Stewart. They're repatriated slaves who came from all over Africa. All their traditions kind of grew up in this music, and then you have all the influences from abroad, especially Western pop. Is your head spinning yet? Well, it will be soon, I promise. It was in Freetown's seaside palm wine bars where sailors from England and Liberia traded songs with emancipated slaves from Trinidad and Nova Scotia. In this fertile soil of Caribbean, European, American and African sounds grew palm wine music. It would blossom in many seaside towns up and down the West African coast. I quite agree that you can dance very well. Palm wine guitar music is like folk music or blues. People sing heart-to-heart songs, what they feel. They drink a little to feel happy, and what they drink is palm wine. That's Gary Stewart reading the words of the most famous palm wine musician, a mandy called S.C. Roji. Stewart helped him release the record, The Palm Wine Sounds of S.C. Roji. He was a quintessential palm wine musician. He drank the wine, and he played the music and sang the stories of life in Sierra Leone, and uh, he was very good at it. 
Let's listen to Essie Roger perform his biggest hit, My Lovely Elizabeth, from the 1960s. I am deeply worried at heart I say I'm deeply worried at heart Cause the girl I love so well My friend has learned from me Now I scarcely know what to do But to hang my head and cry For my lovely Isabel There are many guys that are really crazy after me But I'm not interested in any Save my lovely Elizabeth My sweet Elizabeth <laughs> Disappointment in my love affairs. Uh, you know, my girl left me, and um, I was disappointed. And mm-hmm. I tried to express my feeling through that song. That's Essie Roji, mourning in his palm wine song, "My Lovely Elizabeth" from the 1960s. Songs about love, heartbreak, and having fun. Those were the common themes in the music during the 60s and 70s in Sierra Leone. The diversity of sounds from Freetown would prove to be as mixed as its ancestry. So one of the places where we got music from, um, an unusual place perhaps, was the Poda Podas. Again, that Sierra Leone native and music expert, Les Rickford. Poda Podas were um, ah, minibuses that 
supply uh, fixed routes across Freetown. Every Pura Pura had to have music. It got to the stage where if you showed up in a Pura Pura that didn't have music, you would leave empty. People weren't going to get on. So these were um, places where also I think where you would get the most uh, eclectic mix of music. On any particular journey, you could listen to uh, reggae music from Jamaica, Tapazuki's MPLA perhaps. Um, Dolly Parton and Kenny Rogers might show up in there. The Commodores. Sugar Boom Boom. I know a lot of people would miss their stops and do a go around just because when it came to their stop, they were so much into the soundtrack of the journey that they couldn't or wouldn't get off at that stage. Say It Loud, I'm Black and Proud was a song which was a huge hit, I believe, across Africa, particularly in Sierra Leone. America's number one soul singer, James Brown, inspired the generation of African musicians in the 1970s. In Sierra Leone, Geraldo Pino and the Heartbeats may have been the first to feel the funk. The Heartbeats picked up on the soul craze that came out of America, and they specialized in doing covers of James Brown. And then they threw in some of their own indigenous creations, and they were a big hit. Geraldo Pino and the Heartbeats made a splash in Nigeria, where they influenced a young Fela Kuti, who later said about Pino, This man was tearing Legos to pieces. He had all of Legos in his pocket. Get down! 
Heavy, heavy, heavy by Freetown's Geraldo Pino. I think his name was actually Gerald Pine, and Geraldo Pino was a Latinization and a, an exoticization of the name to appeal in show business. Whether it was Geraldo Pino's obsession with James Brown or A.C. Rogers' intrigue with Jimmy Rogers, many Sierra Leone musicians were quick to pick up foreign themes and ideas. And it wasn't only country music and funk that appealed to them. Perhaps the sound and culture that Sierra Leone identifies with most comes from Jamaica. Here's Baja from the band Dry Eye. The way we talk Creole is similar to the way they talk the Pashwa. So when you listen to the lyrics, maybe you're going to say, oh, this is a Jamaican, but no. It's not really Jamaican, but it's Sierra Leone style, you know, especially when we sing in Creole, it sounds like, you know, Jamaican. The Dry Eye crew, like their ancestors, often perform music that originated in Jamaica. For Afropop Worldwide, they give us an example of traditional Goombay music. My water yellow day, my water yellow day, lode, 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 my water yellow day, lode, 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 my water yellow day, my water yellow day, my water yellow day, Ha, 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 ha. 
This is called Gumbe. <laughs> Gumbe comes from the Creole people. Ah, the returned slaves. You know? That's Ruben Koroma from the band The Refugee All Stars. You remember after the abolition of slave trade, some of the slaves were brought to Sierra Leone and they came with this culture. Those emancipated Creoles coming to Sierra Leone from Jamaica learned Gumbe music from their Nigerian ancestors. Talk about coming full circle. It's all like African tradition. This type of music does not need any Western instrumentation. Yeah, they just flog the drums and then the singing goes on. Gumbe underlies many of the songs Ruben Koroma composes with the Refugee All Stars. In fact, most of our music, this African music, is Gumbe. We just transfer it into the Western instrumentation. What we have to play with the, with the drums, we transfer it to the bass and then the guitars. But it's purely Gumbe. Like soda soap is Gumbe. Let's hear it. But first, what is soda soap? Soda soap is an indigenous homemade soap sort of thing that people would frown upon if you bath with soda soap. You know, you're poor, you can't afford decent shop-bought Lux soap or Rexona soap from abroad. You know, now we've all turned to soda soap. Soda soap became prevalent in the refugee camps during Sierra Leone's civil war, but we'll get to that later. The way the refugee all-stars sing soda soap makes you want to jump in the shower with some. So the soap is our local milk soap. But people used to neglect it. But now, when things are difficult in our country, everybody started washing with it. It's a lesson. You have to respect what you make. Learn the lesson. Learn it. Learn the lesson. Body country don't wanna let go of so, mama. Body country don't wanna let go of so, papa. Everybody don't turn up, oh. So so da so. Mami aja in support line. So 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 da so.
That's Soda Soap, a mix of gumbe and reggae sung by Ruben Koroma from the Refugee All-Stars. You know, my father was a musician. He used to play this type of music. But uh, it's just similar to reggae. One beat. Jamaican reggae continues to be massively popular in Sierra Leone. I was in Sierra Leone when Bob Marley died. Author John Amen. And the effect of his death was felt equally there as it probably was in any place else in the world. In Sierra Leone, there's a tradition of uh, if somebody dies, a family member dies, you have a seven-day ceremony after the death. Then you have a 40-day ceremony. And people were literally having seven-day and 40-day ceremonies after the date of his death. There were people that were literally in mourning because of the effect that his music had on their lives. While Bob Marley was starting to sing in the early 1960s, Sierra Leone won its independence from the British and held its first elections. Democracy gained a foothold. The opposition even won an election. But democracy lost ground in the 1970s and 80s under the corrupt rule of Siaka Stevens, who gradually turned Sierra Leone into a one-party state. The message that Bob Marley and you know some of the other reggae singers were saying really resonated with people who were on the bottom especially you know suffering under the yoke of mental slavery as he put it you know it was a kind of black power you know throw off the colonial mentality and take you know take control as the situation in Sierra Leone deteriorated throughout the 1980s a few poor rebels did try to take control the result chaos suffering and civil war You can learn more about Sierra Leone and its people's untiring spirit by visiting our website, afropop.org. Learn about palm wine music and gumbe, or read the full interviews with our Sierra Leone guides, Gary Stewart and John Ammon, authors of the book Black Man's Grave. Coming up, songs of war, refuge, and healing. I'm Georges Collinet, and you're listening to an encore hip-deep edition on war and healing in Sierra Leone. On Afropop Worldwide, from PRI, Public Radio International. From my maid, Basina Mangangu, Mapanga Gunk, but they must come at day. From my maid, Basina Mangangu, Mapanga Gunk, but they don't say, Boy, what would they say to our best for tools? Throughout the 1970s and 80s, Sierra Leone's president, Siaka Stevens, and his big men ruled the day. Big men are people of power, so they're big in every way. Author John Ammon. They're physically big. They're fat. So people will make comments on this, and they're fat because they're eating money. Whose money are they eating? Well, they're eating the money of the people. So they're, they're physically big. They're often overweight, they're well-dressed, and they're riding around in like nicer sort of vehicles. The fancy big men speeding through town in their SUVs. Gary Stewart. So they'd be riding in air-conditioned comfort in their fancy suits and speeding through town on the way to the district headquarters. And it was a real flaunting of the stolen wealth of the country. A major source of wealth for Stevens and his big men were diamonds, which were illegally traded on the black market. They milked the economy dry over 
about an 18-year period. Daddy Satch with his recent hit song, Corruption. Music Today now addresses many of the underlying causes that led to the civil war. Things kept declining and declining and people kept getting more and more frustrated and they had sham elections. And uh, it was always the regime in power that came out on top. So they continued milking the economy to the point where people had had enough. The Revolutionary United Front took to arms in 1991. It was a group that brought together the country's poor with college graduates who couldn't find work. This one group of people took to the bush and started fighting, but unfortunately they didn't know what they were doing. Next door to Sierra Leone in Liberia, one Charles Taylor had launched his own war against the government of Liberia. He provided Fode Sanko, the leader of Sierra Leone's Revolutionary United Front, the resources and arms to fight Freetown's government in exchange for its country's diamonds. 
This rebel army, whose motto was no more slaves, no more masters, power and wealth to the people, aimed their guns at the innocent men, women and children in nearly every corner of the country. It just became, I don't know what you would call it, a huge, just carnage, kind of mindless carnage. The war took on life of its own very quickly. Authors John Ammon and Gary Stewart wrote the book Black Man's Grave, Letters from Sierra Leone. In the book, they tell the graphic story of the war through the eyes of the villagers who lived there. The rebel movement, including some of its leaders, saw the war as an opportunity to gain whatever they could gain. So the idea wasn't to go in and liberate anybody, it was to go in and take advantage of the fact that they had guns and the people in these villages didn't. Why should the civilians pay the wages of the corrupt? The civilians are innocent. Namin. Mighty men, no sympathy for the little ones. That's the refugee all stars singing Weapon Conflict. They were victims of the violence. Two of the band members had their hands cut off by the rebels, others had their parents, family, and friends murdered. But it wasn't just the rebels who inflicted torture on its people. The army of the government of Sierra Leone was sometimes just as ruthless. The band members from Dry Eye witnessed the boy getting caught stealing food at a time when hunger was rampant. The boy they catching, he was breaking into someone's store. His brother was with, with the soldiers by them, and he was the one that went to capture his brother. So when they come, Towards the bridge, he was telling his brother, I've told you, I don't have no option. Just because now I'm your brother, they have sent me for me to come and kill you. I have no option right now. And I've told you several times, stop breaking into people's houses, stop breaking into people's car. Now look what you are involved yourself into. So like, he take his brother down to the sea and they were standing up the bridge watching him. Shoot him! They didn't see here when, when, when commander is speaking, shoot him! I say. So like he was, was the crying. guy was crying, uh, holding the, the 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 gun. It was like I told you, I told you stop stop this stealing, stop stop this looting. Now now I'm, I'm about to kill you. I have no option. This is my job. 
and say, okay, next wall, we shall see. Next wall. And just boom, 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 boom. Shoot his brother. And when he shoot his brother, he just fling the gun and fell down and start crying. Crying, shouting. Can't let we go to free town, sister. Can't let we go, sweet Sierra Leone. Can't let we go, free town, sister. Can't let we go, sweet Sierra Leone. What started out as a conflict in the rural areas gradually made its way to Freetown. I, I can never forget like the day that we are born in houses in the city. The city was full of smoke. Like the, the day become a night, the, the day they came in when they start burning houses, it was a bright, bright afternoon. That day become a night, everywhere was dark, you cannot see nothing. As the country plunged deeper into chaos and destruction, the young men living there were faced with three options. Join the government's forces, join the rebels, both options would likely get them killed or maimed, or attempt to leave the country. So I just told my wife, I said, oh, let's quit the place. Ruben Coroma. So we have to walk about uh, 36 miles on foot to a place called Babara. Then we took boats, then crossed over to Kasseri. From Kasseri, it's just about 11 miles. Then we arrived in Guinea. <laughs> Within the first four months of the war, a hundred thousand Sierra Leoneans fled to Guinea for refuge. It is estimated that over two million people, roughly one-third of Sierra Leone's population, were displaced by the end of the war. Living conditions in the refugee camps were harsh in Guinea, with little food and medical resources. I saw that many people were not happy. And then there were no entertainment center. So I just thought, well, actually, if I start to play music here, people will really feel well. Smile, you smile, you smile. So the first person I met was Franco. So we started playing. He plays the guitar, then I sing. That's how we started. And when we started, we saw that actually people were really happy, they appreciate. And that was the beautiful beginning of the Refugee All-Stars. We have some centers, we used to call them Puyoba, where they sell palm wine. So we used to go there to entertain people, when people are drinking, relaxing, we play. And so it's kind of a living. It was in one of these informal jam sessions where American filmmakers Zach Niles and Banker White discovered the Refugee All-Stars. They were looking for musicians who could tell the story of the war with their songs. We come up to this mud hut that they call a bar, you know, that was in the refugee camp, the place to be. And, you know, we heard, like, strumming, you know, this, like, you know, guitar playing. We're like, oh, that's new, you know, and we stuck our heads in and the band was sitting there singing the song, uh, Living Like a Refugee. It's not easy. You left your country, it's a seek refuge in another man's land. You left your country, it's a seek refuge in another man's land. You will be confronted by strange diet, you will be fed with unusual diets. 
You got to sleep in a tarpaulin house, which is so hot. You got to sleep on a tarpaulin mat, which is so cold. Oh, we on time, living like a refugee. And now it's not easy. It's really not easy. Living like a refugee. Oh, it's not easy. Oh, we on time, living like a refugee. And now it's not easy. It's really not easy. Living like a refugee is not easy. I want to hear my solos. Franco? Nah. You don't get your supply. Computer, don't forget me anymore. Not a massive computer again. Alain? Sir? You don't get your tarpaulin. Protection, no consider me. Nature. Nine. You don't get medicine. Mama. I said to I said to again. to camera. Get to camera again. to camera no day. Mohamed Bangura. Mohamed Bangura again. For the CC, for the CC again. Francis Boma, Francis Boma again. You know the artist will go past some. Better man say. You left your country to seek refuge in another man's land. You left your country to seek refuge in another man's land. Confronted by strange dialects, you will be fed with unusual diets. You've got to sleep in a tarpaulin house, which is so hot. you got to sleep on a tarpaulin mat, which is so cold. Oh, we on time, living like a refugee. And now, it's not easy. It's really not easy. Living like a refugee, it's not easy. The refugee all-stars are an important group on uh, many, many levels. For me, first and foremost, it's their sheer survival. I think that epitomizes the country as a whole. We went through something extremely traumatic as a nation and as a people, and um, it left scars, that's for darn sure. But here we are, we stand and we sing. You know, we present ourselves to you, and we present ourselves as not just people who survived, but people who are happy and, in some sense, thriving. Thrive indeed. Although the war ended in 2002, Sierra Leone faces the same issues that fueled its violent conflict in the first place. Ruben Coroma. Many people are not working and there is no electricity. And most of the roads 
are still not yet repaired, you know, and many houses are still not yet repaired because people don't have money. What in a with the finance alone? Five finance alone country or today the point and where the benefit they buy with today. There is a brain drain. I mean, the, the people that left were the ones that were often educated and they had connections and they could leave. And sadly, it was oftentimes the very people you would have wanted to stay in that country to build. John Amen. In the aftermath of the war, some friends of mine and I put together a nonprofit called Sierra Leone Village Partnerships. And what we're doing is helping to rebuild a school that was destroyed during the war. Visit the Sierra Leone Village Partnerships online at slvp.org and you can help rebuild. But restoring Sierra Leone's infrastructure may be the easy part. More on that in a moment. Funding for Afropop Worldwide comes from the National Endowment for the Humanities, the National Endowment for the Arts, that believes a great nation deserves great arts, and PRI, Public Radio International affiliate stations around the U.S. And thank you for supporting your public radio station. The campaign for good governance under human rights. Multi-party democracy. challenge in the aftermath may be for the fighters who must forgive each other for the mindless carnage. In the end, tens of thousands of Sierra Leoneans were murdered. Another 20,000 were left brutally amputated. But there may be hope. As the refugee all-stars demonstrated, music can help the reconciliation. Gary Stewart. As part of the uh, Truth and Reconciliation Commission's work of trying to get the country reunited, they enlisted musicians to really talk about serious subjects as a way of trying to heal the wounds of war and bring the country back together again.
attention by the selection Is the tension on the selection No corruption but press on the free tongue No destruction, slow the motion We need a leader with a very good intention Not a selfish one, not a greater one Detention by the Dry Eye Crew, who recently visited New York for a tour and recording session to be released on Modiba Records. There's a demand for this music, especially in places with large Sierra Leonean populations, such as Australia, Russia, Paris, London, New York, Dallas, Texas, and 
Freetown, Maryland? There's a lot of talk about the best alone rapper. I'm from Sierra Leone, but I'm not the alone rapper. That's what the artist WAF or WAF claims in his MySpace page. Sierra Leoneans are everywhere. Well, among the Sierra Leoneans that you find in the diaspora, uh, you'd be hard-pressed to find one who says they're never going to go home again. They're all going to go back home one day and live back in Sierra Leone. Just about everybody would say that. We need to promote the land. It just take a little bit of proper management and Sewellion will be a paradise. So I just say, okay, I'm going to start as a Sewellionian and say something that Sewellion will look like paradise. That we're going to make the people that live in the country going to make Sewellion look like paradise and people will love going there. And so I will be proud to say I'm a Sewellionian no matter where. Thank you, Baja, for the last words. For more information about this program, Sierra Leone, check out our website, Afropop. Org. There you can read full interviews with our scholars and musicians. My Afropop partner is Sean Barlow. Sean produces the program for World Music Productions. Simon Rentner produced this program with help from Wills Glash Spiegel. Our chief audio engineer and co-producer is Michael Jones. Additional engineering by Rob and Mike Cunningham and Mike Kaplan. Banning Air edits our website, afropop.org. Special thanks to Bruce Falconer, Val Magzak, Roy Wilkie, Alex Bedford, and Nancy Burns. Afropop would like to recognize Summer Stage, the BBC, Nii Robin Cocker, Edward Monoghan, Vanessa Eric, and Jesse at Modiba, and the scholars and musicians who participated in the program. Additional thanks to Glenn Ellert for his field recordings and to Gary Stewart for the interview footage of A.C. Roji and his 1970s Sierra Leone mixtape. Thanks for listening. I'm Georges Collinet. PRI Public Radio International